Good evening and welcome into another episode of Outdoor Adventures. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. Honk, honk. And a, uh, let's get one of these into a vroom, vroom to you. You're listening to Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the iHeartRadio app. My name is Stan Poggle, weekend producer, co-host, sidekick, and uh, in the fishing world, two-time reigning bottle bass champion. Let's bring in my co-host, legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer, Chris Kudak. Uh, Have you dug out of the drift yet, Kudak? Well, I'll tell you what. I am am now up on the south end of Mille Lacs. Going on a little adventure, and there, I left home. There was blowing. There was no snow, and there's no snow up here, but there's a lot of wind. And I can guarantee you, there's a lot of ice on the lake and a lot of snow, and it ain't going anywhere. Yeah, we were talking about that, and we'll get into that a little bit uh, during the show. Let's just do it now. But what are your predictions for the opener? I I was talking to Tim at Wyzetta Bait here the other day, and he said the record for ice out on Minnetonka was May 5th. And I think we're going to, I mean, unless things drastically change here in the next two to three weeks, I mean, you know, 70s or 80s coming, which I don't see happening, I, I think we're going to definitely break that record. But I'm I'm wondering if we're even going to have ice out on Minnetonka by, by the walleye opener, and that would definitely be a first from what I understand. Yeah, well, you remember back 2013, the governor's opener was at uh, Gull Lake, that was open. We did the governor's open. I came back down here, and Malax was still froze. It didn't go off for a couple of days after, but it did move around, and that's when I took the cabins out in the 80s and stuff like that. I am thinking that we won't see the ice off on Malax. I'm thinking probably the week after, maybe two weeks. I mean, we still got a lot of ice. We still got a lot of snow. We ain't got no warm weather. Uh, I don't see it going off by opener. And it's uh, it's uh, going to be interesting to see because I've I've never actually ice fished on opening day, but I think if there is enough ice still, or even if there's a nice sheet, because you know if you check out that video on our Outdoor Adventures Facebook page, I am really good at skipping uh, icebergs. So if there's any chance that I can go out and fish through the ice on walleye opener, I, I think I have to do it. Well, and I think there'll be. Probably more than just you doing it because if, if you know, they got ice in the bays up here, I got a feeling you'll see a lot of them guys out on their four wheelers or walking out going ice fishing on open. I'm, th- I'm thinking you find a nice chunk of ice, you know, right by the channel, and then you can get your summer rod out because it'll be, you know, hopefully it'll at least be 40 degrees. Sit out there on the ice in a nice, comfortable lawn chair, you know, maybe, maybe drill an extra hole next to you to put put up the umbrella and just kind of have a beach party right there, lakefront property. Kind of like you sit at Lord Fletcher's for the crappie contest then. <laughs> no, I, I catch the crappies for the Lord Fletcher's uh, share a crappie contest. And that, I saw he made a post the other day about, uh, he's a little worried too, Mr. Shara, about getting that in because that's coming up May 5th, the weekend before the walleye opener. That's happening at Lord Fletcher's weather pending, of course. But... That that may be tough to get that one in this year. Well, I'm going to see if I can't get a hold of him this week and see if we can't get him on the radio here uh, next week or the week after, and we'll discuss we'll discuss that with them. But you know, it's going to be close. I mean, it's you got weather. 
I mean, they're fishing up on the rainy up at up at Lake of the Woods, but they're still ice fishing there. Uh, I mean, it's it's going to be a you know, we got to get seventy degree weather and some rain or or something because it ain't going to happen with this weather. Yeah, we need some heat, we need some wind, and we need some rain definitely to get that off. Uh, the ice was or the snow was just getting off of Tonka here yesterday or the day before and then we have all this snow and blowing snow now so going to take another week to just get rid of that snow but uh speaking of walleye opener we are going to have some pretty uh prestigious guests coming up not only you being a you know old man fisherman and knows everything what to do and all that so we'll get some tips from you as well but we got your buddy ted takasaki lined up here in the coming weeks um also tom keenan who i got the pleasure to fish with he's a walleye pro and uh, he could probably fill us in a lot on the Wisconsin area. Ted Takasaki will probably fill us in on, you know, western, you know, out in the Dakotas and even down Okaboji area down there in Iowa and, you know, pretty much across the state of Minnesota as well. So we got some pretty good, uh, pretty good pros coming up here in the next few weeks leading up to the opener. So that should be fun and, and very informative too. So if you want to learn something, make sure you're tuned here to Outdoor Adventures for the next couple of weeks because, uh, we got some guys coming on that know a lot about fishing, including yourself. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to get these guys. I'm going to see if we can't get Perry Good and uh, a few other guys, you know, pros that fish the tournament circuit, well-known Hall of Fame guys. And what we're going to do is let them give us some tips, what they do to uh, to get ready for, for the opener, prepping their, their equipment, getting their equipment ready, changing lines, checking their rod guides, uh, Doing this, doing that, and if you know, you people want to call in and ask questions to these guys, you know, feel free. That's what that's what we're doing it for. Yeah, it should be an interesting show. I already have uh, Tom Keenan lined up. Ted Takasaki has agreed to do it, and like we say, we're uh, going to line up a couple other ones here leading up the next month up to the walleye opener on May twelfth, and then we're going to uh, we'll get to who we're going to have on here. We got a pretty good show lined up here for the rest of the hour as well. If you'd like to chime in. The phone number here at the studio, 651-989-5855, 651-989-5855. And uh, wh- where was I going with this? Oh, Wilmer. We're going to be in Wilmer at, I think, what is it, Green Lake this year. And they're not getting as much snow up there, but they're definitely getting the blowing snow. And it's not too much further north of the Twin Cities, so... I mean, I'm guessing it could even be a little sketchy for that for the opener coming up, but we're going to go there anyway, and it's it's Dayton's last year, so we might have to play a few tricks on him before we we let him out of office. Yeah, yeah, but it, it should be a fun opener. Yeah, exactly. So join us in uh, Wilmer. Kudak apparently is... Uh, you're on the road. I know what you're up to today with all the snow we got going on. I bet you your buddies called you up and, and you got some trouble going on. No, no, no. I got to go up and check a few things and, and, and do this and do that. But I am, uh, I'm on the straight and narrow. You know me. I don't, uh, I don't get in any trouble. Yeah. I, I'm sure you're enjoying this weather. I know you had some, uh, warmer times here, uh, the last couple of weeks. So you, you're back into the Minnesota mode here and ready to go and, I, I was going to ask you: Are you pretty much have? Are you one of those guys that's pretty much said, "Hey, I'm done with winter fishing," or are you going to maybe try to get out one more time? Well, you know, I, I still got all my my crappie rods and stuff out. But I got all my JT stuff sitting there. Uh, I'm going to try to get up 
on them lakes I, I fish up in Aiken here. If if we get, I mean, we got plenty of ice. We got plenty of snow. The fish are there. I had some buddies up there fishing when I was I was down south doing work for you down there. You know, down in Texas helping Stan out all the time, and and uh, they were fishing. They did pretty well. I talked to them here this morning and. I am thinking if this weather breaks and we get some nice days, I am going to sneak up there for a day or two. Yeah, I'm going to try to maybe get out on Monday or Tuesday. I think Tuesday it's supposed to be a little bit warmer, so I might venture out there because I'm going to be a, a busy man here the next 24 hours, the way it looks with all the snow we have. So uh, we'll and, get in. What's that? And I, you know, we got to tell our listeners, we, got, we had, we had uh, Jerry from Labs Unlimited last week. We have another dog trainer uh from from up north up in the malac area very good guy very good friend of mine and he trains pointer dogs this guy is not a lab guy this guy's a pointer guy and he also owns uh a tv outfit called um uh, focus outdoors and we did some tv shows with him this winter and if you listeners want to get your dog trained i mean you got jerry for the black labs all you got tom porker for the pointers it's going to be a very, very good show. Uh, he's been doing it since he's been about four or five years old. I think he's about 65, 70 now. So he's been in the business a long time, and he's got a good TV show going on. So, you know, get your phones ready. If you need some questions to ask about pointer dogs and training and this, that, we got a guy on next that's going to, that, that will enlighten you. You do definitely. Tom Porker with Focus Outdoors and Upland Hunting Dogs will chalk pointers, how to choose the right dog, and kind of some things to get started in training, some of the things he does to uh, get him to be the Upland dog that you want. So it should be an interesting show, as they always are here on Outdoor Adventures. Give us a call if you'd like to chime in or you have a question for our dog trainer coming up next, Tom Porker, 651-989-5855, 651-989-5855. You're listening to Outdoor Adventures on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the iHeartRadio app. Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. If you haven't downloaded that, I highly suggest it. Just go to iHeart.com or uh, in your Play Store, and you can download that on your phone and listen to Outdoor Adventures anytime, anywhere with the free iHeartRadio app. I'm Stan Poggle. I'm a co-host, legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer Chris Kudak joining me as well. We'll get into more uh, about the walleye opener and what we have coming up there, but uh, chatting more dogs this week, we have our friend Tom Porker Kudak from from, uh, Focus Outdoors and Midwest Gun Dog Kennels, so let's welcome him in right now. Hey, Tom, how are we doing? Good, boys. How about you? Are are you out uh, uh, running in the snowbanks, changing them dogs? I, I didn't see you out this morning, so I figured maybe you might have slept in. No, we uh, we weren't sleeping in, but we're not out in this stuff. Uh, we tried to get the dogs out; they stuck their head out the door and ran right back in the kennel. Well, you know what? I don't blame them because 
you know, we didn't get the snow in our neck of the woods, but if you went farther south, like about south of Princeton, they got the snow, which they right. didn't have it. Right, Chris. Well, and, and this, you got to admit, this is one of the most impressive ground blizzards I've seen in years, isn't it? Well, you bet it is, but you know, where, where, we, where we live, because as everybody, probably everybody don't know, I could throw a rock through my back door and hit Tom's back door. I mean, we're, we're neighbors. <laughs> so, what, I, what I'm trying to say is, you know, us guys that, you know, we go to church and we, we, we stay out of trouble, the, it, the sun just kind of shines over the top of us over in our yeah. neck of the woods. It, it really does. <laughs> What's that saying? The sun even shines where again, Kudak? What's, what, how does that go? Right in our neck of the woods there, right, right next to us good guys. You know, we got that halo over us over there. We're living the golden life on the right side of the tracks, aren't we, Kudak? You, you bet. I mean, you don't see anybody coming to bother us. I mean, where we're at, you know what? The dogs are good. The cats are good. The birds are good. Everybody's good. Yeah, living in, living a life of harmony. Yeah, exactly. Tom Porker's our guest from Focus Outdoors and Midwest Gun Dog Kennels. And uh, you uh, kind of specialize in pointers, as I understand here, Tom. Uh, you know, and I'm sure that I, I'm not a, a big uh, dog guy, but, I mean, I love dogs, but as far as the hunting side of it goes, I, I, I'm not as up to it as uh, many people are. But uh, what's the difference between, say, a waterfall dog and an upland dog? And, and, and maybe give some people some tips of what to look for. Well, you know, it, it comes down to this, and if people really think about it, the retrieving breeds are hyped up about what they get in their mouth stand. It, it's a reward for them. Where the pointing breeds, quite honestly, it's just a little bit of the opposite. Where you get your style out of those pointing dogs, and you, you get the aggression on the point, and you, you get that tenacious bird drive, is quite honestly by letting them point birds and not have birds in their mouth all the time. Now, at Midwest Gun Dog Kennels, of course, we deal with a lot of continental dogs or bobtail dogs, um, the versatile breeds, like, like your wire hairs, your short hairs, your Britneys, your Vistulas, those kinds of dogs. And what you do with those kinds of dogs at an early age is you enhance their point through the genetics that they have, through the lineage on the pedigree, and how you do that is you give them birds. Um, I think Chris will attest to this. You see a lot of birds running around our neighborhood, don't you, Chris? Well, the best one was when you had them uh, chucker partridges. Yeah, I never yeah, we use a lot I of chuckers. Left. We use a lot of quail, that kind of thing. But you know, it doesn't feel like spring, you guys. But it's spring, everybody's looking for puppies, everybody's looking for that young dog, you know, to get it now, to have it for the fall. So when people are looking for a pointing dog pedigree, and, and that's really what it's about, is because that's where you get your genetics. And if you think about it, um, genetics is what's in the blood of the dog. That's what drives the dog. That's what makes them exceptional in working with people. So when we look at a pedigree, we like tested, entitled dogs. And in, in the pointing breeds, those are field trial dogs. Those can be hunt test dogs. Those can be shoot to retrieve dogs, um, Navda dogs, all those types of animals that have been tested through generations to get their titles. 
Now, I think, Stan, you've heard a lot of people say, oh, I don't care about the pedigree, haven't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, now, to me, that's absolutely probably the wrong way to look at it. Because what that pedigree shows you, it shows you that those dogs have been tested, what they've been tested for, and if they've achieved their titles within those trials or hunt tests, they'll have, they'll have an uh, title behind them like Master Hunter, Field Trial Champion, okay. um, all these other little titles. What that shows you, those dogs have been capable of working with humans at the highest level to attain those titles. Now, what, what we say in the business, I guess, that shows us a bit ability, and what that means, it's a want to from that dog to work with people. And I think, I think we all, in a hunting dog, that's what we really want. Well, yeah, you, you want a dog that, you know, has got a good bloodline, it's good qualities, that the mom and pop are, are, are a good, good pedigree, and it, you know, it's a lot easier for you to train than something that was bred a pointer with a black lab or a pointer with a, a dachshund or a pointer with something that you don't know what you got. Right, and, and Chris, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. What that does is it makes that dog easier to achieve your goal with through training. And what I mean by that, let, let, let's take what you said about lesser bred dogs. You may, you may only on, on a scale from 1 to 10, with that kind of dog, you may only ever achieve a 5, which is an average dog, and a lot of people are happy with it, and that's fine. But with a, with a tested dog, no matter what it was tested for, you're going to probably get to an 8 or a 9, and as an amateur, we're talking amateur handlers, hunters, however you want to say it, it's going to be easier to get to that 8 or 9 than it was to get to that 5 with the back with the dog that was bred in the backyard. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, it's just like anything else. Uh, the better you start off, the better your results are usually going to be down the road. Well, you're, you're right way. on, Stan, and yep. the less money you're going to have to put into it to get there. And the less frustrating, and, you know, you're going to get better results out in the field as well. And, you know, uh, I'm not in the best of shape, so if you, you're tromping through those that tall grass, you get tired pretty quick if you don't have the right dog. Right. Let the dog <laughs> do the work, and you enjoy the hunt, Stan. Yeah, exactly. We'll uh, get into more with Tom Porker of Focus Outdoors and Midwest Gun Dog Kennels. We're talking upland hunting dogs, pointers, how to choose the right dog, things to uh, get started in training, and what to look for. If you're uh, looking to get a new hunting dog, and we'll have more with him and get into his uh, TV stuff as well when Outdoor Adventures continues here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. Into the second half of Outdoor Adventures on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. Download that app uh, onto your phone, onto your tablet, onto your computer. You can listen to Outdoor Adventures anytime. Search Outdoor Adventures on the iHeart app and use a little follow button right there. Tell you a little bit about the show, what it's about, and you can listen to this show or anyone we've done in the past. They're all there. They're all free. 
Downloadable and listenable anytime on the free iHeartRadio app. I'm Stan Poggle alongside my co-host Chris Kudak. And we have our friend Tom Porker of Focus Outdoors and Midwest Gun Dog Kennels. And we've been talking upland hunting, uh, Tom, and kind of what to look for. And and uh, just, you know, if, one thing I want to point out is, pardon the pun, but if you've never seen a pointer dog in action, I mean, it's 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 really something to see. It's so cool. Yes, yeah, it's it's. I've been doing this stand for over thirty years now, and um, my wife asked me a question, you know, a few years ago. She said, "Thomas, don't you ever get tired of doing this?" And I will say one thing: the day I don't appreciate a young dog styled up and pointing a bird exceptionally hard is the day i'll retire because it's the coolest thing you'll ever see and and i want to know you know the the how you get these dogs because you obviously they have a passion to find the bird and the scent and to sit there and point but how do they hold back i mean i've dabbled and i'm sure you've maybe done this too but you have a piece of fried chicken in front of kudak and i tell you what he, he there's no holding back for him i mean he can't control contain himself well you know, <laughs> especially with maybe maybe like I say the versatile breeds, they're a little pushier than than your true pointing dogs. And when I say true pointing dogs, I don't want to cut anybody out. But like your English pointers, your English setters, those those types of dogs are really bird finding machines. So they're a little little bit easier to what we call staunch a dog up. So basically what we do with these versatile breeds, we put a command in that we call a wall command. Because once the genetic trigger is to point in a, in a versatile breed, the next trigger is to go get the bird. Because they do have a certain innate want to retrieve birds. So we, we do what we call wall break them. And what that means, Stan, is you stand there, until I tell you to move on the bird or to get the bird after it's shot and retrieved. And it's really, I guess the best way to describe it, it is the pointing dog version of, of sit. That would be to the flushing dog. So we all see the retrievers. Everybody has the sit command. The pointing dog to stop and stay is whoa. And it's an obedience command, and it has to be reinforced if it's broke, but it, the hardest part is to instill it, Stan. So, in other words, Tom, like we always tell the black lad, is fetch it up, fetch it up. And right. we tell Stan when he's sitting at the bar, whoa, Stan, don't Here push that beer right. <laughs> Exactly. Here we go. That, that's pretty good, Kudak. That's pretty good. Berry drinks. Yeah, you know, I didn't have to say that, but you know, he he does. He, you know, everybody that that comes up, Rochelle and all them guys. What kind of beer does that? that well, never mind. We ain't drinking his beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fine so, by me. You understand the concept of mm-hmm. you're not moving till I tell you to. Yes, and basically. You, there's a lot of guys that use barrels. They put the dog up on the barrel. They reinforce it if it moves on the barrel, all this kind of stuff. At Midwest Gun Dog Kennels, Chris, what we do, we start it at heel. We have the dog at heel. We're walking. We stop. We tell him to wall. 
Then your correction would be if they move around. I'm going to make this as quick as I can. I just pick them up until they quit struggling, put them back down, and make them stand there. And we do this through all different kinds of levels. And, and Tom, you have you 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 naturally you train dogs. People call you. You train dogs. You do this. Do you have litters of dogs, or you sell people, or you know guys that they they can get litters from? And how do people get a hold of you? And you know what what's the best way that your contacts are? Basically, what we do um, at, at Midwest Gun Dog Kennels, what we do specifically more than anything is train. We train for the public. Um, if I need a dog personally for our grouse guiding side of the kennel, um, we breed wire hairs. Um, I also, and, and you've, you've worked a little bit with the Focus Outdoors crew here now. Um, I have some of my pro staffers, um, Jeremy and Amy Lawson, uh, south of Rochester at Any Good Reason Kennels. They, re, they, they raise setters and short hairs. So basically, if anybody's interested in any of that, you can go, you can go to the web, MidwestGunDogKennels.com, Chris, or they can call us directly if they don't want to work that hard, uh, 320-294-5802. We're chatting with Tom Porker of Focus Outdoors and Midwest Gun Dog Kennels. You can check him out at MidwestGunDogKennels.com. Let's switch gears here a little bit, uh, Tom, and uh, get into uh, your TV stuff. You're a big uh, videographer, and and you even got Kudak and my ugly mug on a tape. I, I'm 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 hoping that doesn't get out to the public because there could be issues there. <laughs> the only issue is the phone will start ringing, and I'm just going to pass them right on to you guys. Uh, yeah, that was that was a uh, fun experience. Uh, I don't get in front of the camera much, so it was. It was kind of fun, and uh, we had some luck there fishing up on Mille Lacs back then. And sounded like you guys uh, kind of hooked into a tank there before you finally got done filming, huh? Yeah, right. Uh, right at the end, we were just talking about you know loading everything up, getting off the ice. It was after dark. Um, Danny Foster had put some tip ups out. Kudik mentioned to me yesterday on the phone they call him Mister Tip Up in some some arenas, I guess. But I tell you what, he, he got a nine-pound walleye out of there with that tip-up, and it was the most healthy, gorgeous fish I've seen in a long time. And it was awesome to see that pig come out of that little hole. And, and then we, we, we got done with that show, and we come back, oh, I don't know, it was a month later, three weeks later, and we did we did a couple tulipy shoots, and everybody came back, plus a few other guys. We had Dickie from, from Liberty and Mike and them guys, and we were out in 40 feet of water. And we and we had oh Tom's buddy there uh, Peepy with us uh, the fishing machine yep and, and Tony and we did we did two uh, two days of tulipy fishing and I'll tell you what we had a riot well I think we got over a hundred tulipies in those two days and we quit pretty early in the afternoons didn't we Chris yeah yeah but I mean it was a good shoot and if yep. if people want to watch this shoot you, you got to remember that Malax has no walleyes in it. <laughs> uh, the tulipies are gone, and also we got a northern out there that was what twenty five, thirty pounds. Oh yeah, it, w- it was a pig. That was that was another absolute healthy, gorgeous fish. What what I'm going to say is when I was with you, Chris, just going back to the walleyes alone. From what I could tell, I'm not a biologist. I saw four to five different ear classes of walleyes. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had, you know, little ones, big ones, medium-sized ones. I mean, we had, and, you know, we, we were fishing in the cold front. We were fishing, uh, I mean, we were we didn't get the new portables. We were in big skid houses. Right. I mean, we didn't, you know, if we went out to the mud or we would have went somewhere else, and we'd have drilled a bunch of, we'd have caught lots more fish, but it was a miserable Days blowing, snowing. Yeah. I mean, it, the conditions were tough, but we, you know, we scratched out a bunch of fish. And, and then you go look back in the tulipy deal we did with the fish that we caught out there. There was walleyes caught out there, big ones. Yeah. Uh, 40 feet of water, which I'm fishing uh, on flies. Feet, but they're there. You know, on little jigs, tiny jigs. Yeah, panfish jigs. I mean, and, and, and urolarvae. I mean, yeah. not minnows, not, not, but urolarvae. Yep. Den, Denny from South Dakota there caught. An 18-inch walleye on that little tiny jig that Tony gave him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the lake is healthy. I mean, yeah. and and you know, there's going to be a late ice out. I don't think it. You know, we're going to have a 2018 year class that's going to be unphenomenal. I mean, it's going to be good because uh, you know, it's not what's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We won't mention about it, but I, gonna, I don't think it's going to happen this year. So we're going to have a good year class. The fish will be spawning. And the DNR are going to say, oh, yeah, we did a good job in 2018. Yep. No. No. God upstairs is watching over us. That's what yep. it is. Well, 2013 was, was a spring not quite as bad as this, but that didn't happen that spring either, did it, Chris? No. We were at the governor's opener, and I was just talking with Stan here the other day. 2013, I was in, in Brainerd for the governor's opener. I came back, and Malax was still froze, and we had... You know, they're talking about the 2013 year class. So yep. why is it? Well, you don't, and you don't if, have and to this, be a rocket scientist to figure it out. Right. And if this proves to be true, I think I think fishermen in this state need to get a lot more aggressive with the DNR, and that's that's all I'm going to say about it. Well, speaking of the opener, where are you planning on getting out for the opener? I mean, obviously we need to maybe get some ice. Otherwise, I was telling Kudak here in the first segment, I think I'm going to get uh, the lawn umbrella out to get myself a lawn chair, maybe a little barbecue grill, and and sit on a sheet of ice and just take my uh, my crappie rod and uh, cast out into the open water around the ice ice uh, bergs. Well, you know, you know, I think that sounds probably about the best thing I've heard in a long time about this opener. And if I'm not with you, Stan, I'm going to probably be on the Mississippi with my brother trying to catch some walleyes. And that is, uh, you're going to be in the Mississippi, you said, because they got there's uh, some good fishing there, right here. Yeah, there is. There is. We're we're blessed in this state. I mean, besides all the lakes, we got some great rivers like the Rum, the Mississippi. You know, St. Croix can produce some awesome fish. You know, we're we're pretty lucky here. Oh, you you bet. Mississippi is is, and I've been saying it for years because I grew up fishing the Mississippi from 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 Coon Rapids Dam all the way down to, you know, Red Wing, you know, back when I was growing up with my father. And I'll tell you what, that is the number one overlooked fishing producer in the country. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, up around Brainerd, down down to St. Cloud, there's some really nice holes. Not a lot of people get into them because they're not that user-friendly, but is there fish in them, Chris? Yeah, it is amazing, and we will uh, get into a little bit more fishing here in the next segment to wrap things up. Tom Porker is our guest from Focus Outdoors and in Midwest Gundog Kennels. Uh, to wrap things up, where can people uh, find you again, Tom? All right, uh, go to the web, 
MidwestGundogKennels.com, or give us a jingle directly, 320-294-5802. Well, thanks again for joining us. Uh, Very insightful stuff, and uh, we'll be in touch, I'm sure. Thanks, you guys. You have a great show. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Tom. How can they get a hold of you at Focus Outdoors? They can uh, check them out, uh, MidwestGundogKennels.com, and uh, Tom Porker, also at FocusOutdoors.com. You can check them out there. Kudak, we got one more segment to go. I have the lineup as far as the entertainment, what's happening, all the activities going on at the Governor's Opener coming up May 12th in uh, Wilmer and Spicer on Green Lake. So we will do that to wrap up the show. Also, the new uh, DNR uh, deer plan management plan uh, has been out, and they got some uh, input where you can can uh, kind of sound off on that. So we'll get into that a little bit and some area events coming up as well when Outdoor Adventures continues here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio. Final segment of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. Don't forget, Black Republican, Black Democrat coming up next. They're going to have uh, Jim Newberger on as their guest this evening. So that is coming your way at the top of the hour here on News Talk. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page. Lots of great videos, lots of pictures, and uh, you can get a hold of us there as well. Let's crank this up for one more time here, Kudak. This is a good one. Can't quite get as low as that guy. That's pretty tough task there, Kudak. Yeah, but it's a good old tool. Yeah, that is a classic. I remember my mom absolutely was in love with those guys. So, back in the day, uh, one final segment here of Outdoor Adventures. Let's get into the Governor's Fishing Opener. We are going to be up there, well, at least Friday and Saturday, the way it sounds like. And we, well, we'll probably be up there Thursday night, crowsing around, so you can find us in the uh, local establishments there. But uh, Friday's a big day. Lots of events planned, and it sounds like uh, you're in for a little fishing this year. So. Uh, this this could be the t- the first time ever that we actually are fishing on the same day on opener because I know the last couple times you've had other things you're driving launches and that and then that other year was this a little too cold for you, you kind of wussed out on that one no no I was I was on Malax in that freezing cold weather well that that was your excuse but I think you were just afraid uh, of the challenge of the two time bottle bass champion that I actually might win the a walleye title for the day too because i i mean tom keenan he's a hell of a good walleye fisherman and i was keeping up with him for a while now he may have been just playing with me which i think is really what he was doing i think he was missing him on purpose but you know i i was keeping up with him and then he just put on a clinic and i think he boated probably six to eight walleyes within about 15 minutes oh you bet tom <laughs> keenan is one of the best walleye sticks in the country you know, he's up there with Perry and the Takasakis and the rest of them, you know, them guys. And, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a going machine. You get the guy in a boat, he puts, 
gets to a spot, runs up their front butt, throws a trolling motor down, and he's gone. I mean, the guy is, uh, he, he's, he's fun to fish with. I, you know, I fished against them in some tournaments years ago with them guys, and, and, you know, they're fun to watch, but there ain't as many as the old guys back, back in the old PWT days and, the, you know, back in the old days on Mille Lacs, there, there's a new group of crop of people in there, and they're all good fishermen. I mean, if they're fishing that circuit, the MWT, and all that, they're good fishermen. But like you said, we're going to be out there at, in, in Wilmer for the governor's opener, so hopefully it's going to be nice and we'll have a good time. It is going to be a good time. We'll be doing some live broadcasts there from uh, 5 to 10 a.m. at Zorba's there at Green Lake and Spicer. they got uh, def- different tours going on. You can paddle the Crow River, a uh, water and winery tour, uh, a bike and brew. A bike and brew, Kudak. We might have to get into that one. Are you driving the bike out with the sidecar? No, I think this is a pedal bike. It's not a motorized oh, bike. But if, if they'll well, let me drive my motorcycle, I would much rather drive my motorcycle through the trail than than pedal because I I don't know I might not make it to the end of the trail. Well, if it's a pedal deal, you would know right now that I ain't getting on no bike. Yeah, exactly. So that is uh, that's all going on Friday. And then on Saturday, there's a lot of uh, community events. There's also a uh, the picnics happen Friday. That's open to the public. Uh, that's going to be at Robbins Island Park in Wilmer from 4:30 to 8 p.m. And then they're going to have a, a little uh, little band playing there as well the, that night at Ro- Robbins Island Park in Wilmer. That is happening uh, Friday, May 11th. Then they're going to have breakfast Saturday morning. Uh, the fishing send-off ceremony at 8 o'clock. Uh, Governor Dayton and a lot of other dignitaries will be speaking at that. That'll be held at Salisbury Beach County Park in Spicer. Then we'll have the shore lunch around noon, and we'll wrap up the fishing at 4 o'clock, and then the big dinner and reception at 5.30, and that's always fun. You kind of get to hear from uh, the folks at the DNR, and, of course, uh, a lot of the stuff is prepared, but... At the same time, you know, this is a this is a good time. I know I ran into some people, and, uh, you know, I didn't expect them to have a long conversation with me, but they did, and it's, it's a good time to get up there and, and uh, see those people and, you know, give them your input, too. If you're an outdoorsman or a fisherman, I mean, all the big shots are there. It's a good time to, to get in there and, and bend their ear a little bit and uh, find out kind of a little bit what's going on. And, you know, we, we, we'll, we'll get to run into our good friend, Cold Front Curry, but I, you know what? I hope is they change his name to Warm Warm Front Curry because I hope he doesn't bring the cold weather again. Yeah, that last time I, I we're gonna have Tom on here in a couple of weeks. The way it sounds, I'm gonna get a hold of him here this week and uh, make sure you're tuned in for the next uh, month for sure. If you aren't already planning to here to Outdoor Adventures, because with the walleye opener coming up on May 12th, we're gonna have a few pros on and. That year I went out, that was on, I believe, Pelican there at Breezy Point with Tom Keenan, and I was super pumped up to go, and it was one of those days where it was probably about, it wasn't as windy as today, it wasn't snowing, but it was about, temperature-wise, probably about the same. It was upper 20s when we got out there, and I'll tell you what, it was funny because... uh the one thing, you know, Tom, and he still, you know, he felt bad about it. And I was like, oh, you know, you can't have everything, you know. But we get out to his boat, and we get in there, and he's pulling all the rods out for us. And he's hitting spots, and he's mapping stuff on the graph. And he's got everything set up, and we get out there to fish. And he forgot the scooper for the minnow bucket. So so we're just digging our hands in there, you know. 
And I'll tell you what, my hands have never been so cold, I don't think, in a long, long time. And I still, every time now, I know when it's about under about 35 degrees, when it's right about at that freezing point, because my tips of my fingers on a couple fingers, they just turn numb instantly now. I, I have a minnow scoop in my leech bucket. I have a minnow scoop in every place I can think of. I got a little plastic minnow scoop because I have done it before. I have done it more than once. And I said to myself, <laughs> I'll never do that again because... By the time you're done, your hands are froze solid. You can't even move. Yeah, that's the way it was uh, towards the end there. I couldn't even hardly feel the minnow I was putting on my hook. But uh, I'll tell you what, it was definitely, uh, for me, it was it was uh, worth worth the pain and suffering there for a little bit to uh, be able to fish with a guy like that, like you said. And that's the one thing. he We hit about six, eight spots and you know, I don't know, maybe a couple, three hours, and we caught fish on pretty much every spot except, I think, one. And just, you know, the intensity of it, it's, it's they're just like pro athletes or anybody else that's that's a pro. They they really get into it, and they really, uh, that is the most annoying sound. What are you doing? Nothing. Are you getting in trouble again? No, I, I just was moving my vehicle, and I forgot that I had got my seatbelt buckled. Oh, there we go. Well, you better buckle that up because uh, you can get a ticket with that. You are on live radio after all. But the governor's fishing opener is coming up here on uh, May 12th. Going to be in Spicer, Wilmer, that surrounding area. Things going on all uh, weekend long from Thursday through Saturday. Saturday is kind of the big event. Uh, We'll be doing some radio there as well, so make sure you tune in on the 12th here to Outdoor Adventures. We'll have all the interviews. Uh, We'll get our good friend... uh, Mike Warmfront Curry, we're going to call him now from now on until the governor's opener. Mike Warmfront Curry. And we'll have uh, Tom Landwehr's usually there, Don Pereira. We usually chat with him. Uh, our buddy from the uh, conservation office and the TIP program, we'll chat with those guys. And it, it's always a good time up there and always a lot of great people. And, and like I said, for those uh, of you in that area or maybe you're planning on going uh, here from the cities or up north, if you're going to be there at the governor's opener, it's a great time to get and shake hands and uh, chat with those folks. Well, yeah, you know we got uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up here in the next you know, next few weeks. We got a lot of pros on doing tips and techniques. So, if people, if you want to get some good tips and techniques, we got some good guys coming on. We're probably going to get Perry and Takasaki and Tom Keenan and uh, whoever else we can get. Uh, maybe Terry Tuma talk about the techniques what they do to get ready how they're getting their boats ready how they're getting their rods ready the whole ball of wax yep and there's a few things happening before the walleye opener of course we still have ice on most all of the lakes so uh, crappies are still biting from what i hear and it's the water's probably going to be pretty cold for the for for the ranchera crappie contest that is happening may 5th on lake minnetonka at lord fletcher's we'll keep you up to date if we hear anything as far as uh, postponement or anything but as of now it's still a go and if we get some warm weather we should be able to get that in the crappie contest on minnetonka on may 5th of course the walleye opener happening uh, may 12th yeah what else am i missing anything else no, no, but we're going to try to get Ron here. I'm going to get a hold of him this week and see if we can't get Ron on maybe next weekend to talk about the crappie contest. If he's in town, I'm sure we can get him on. Yep, so uh, we'll have him on here in the next couple of weeks. And just real quickly, for those of you, the new deer plan is out, and uh, the comments are now being accepted through May 9th, and they're also having some informational meetings, Kudak, starting later on this month. You can go to mndnr.gov slash deer plan. 
And uh, there'll be open house meetings in April that'll help people understand the deer plan. It'll provide you an opportunity to learn more about the plan, ask the questions of the DNR, meet the local staff who help manage the wildlife and habitat in the area. So uh, that's a good place to uh, for you deer hunters to get involved as well. Just go to mndnr.gov slash deer plan. I'll try to get a link up on our Facebook page as well. Any last uh, final thoughts here, Kudak? No, no, but people need to get a hold of me. They can give me a call at 320-630-1761. And, yeah, we still got some ice left, so we'll still be doing some, some pan fishing. You know, I'm thinking with this big blizzard, uh, I'm thinking the drinking rate is increasing as we speak, and also I think we may have a record amount of newborn babies here this year. It's going to time well, out perfect. Well, we'll have to keep, a, keep an eye on that when, in nine months and see what happens. We will do that. That is legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer Chris Kudak. I'm Stan Poggle, your average everyday outdoorsman and two-time reigning bottle bass champion. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Just search Outdoor Adventures. And if you haven't yet, you have to download that free iHeartRadio app. It's pretty darn cool. I listen to it. I actually probably listen to iHeartRadio more than I listen to the actual regular radio signal. So download that free iHeartRadio app. Search Outdoor Adventures or Twin Cities News Talk anytime, and you can listen to all the great shows here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the iHeartRadio app. Black Republican, Black Democrat is coming up next. Enjoy your time in the outdoors. Stay safe on the roads if you have to go out. See ya.